This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast here in sunny Valencia. Uh, I'm joined by our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, Paul Gorst. Hi Paul. Hello Ian. Are you wet? Yes. Um, yeah. Can't believe it's this torrential in Spain in May, if I'm honest, but... Also with us is his predecessor, James Pearce, now of The Athletic. Are you dry, James? No, my feet are very much wet, Ian. Yes, and are you wearing shorts? Yes. Are your legs absolutely soaking? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, and also with us, it's uh, another former Echo colleague, it's Neil Jones from Goal. Neil, are you happy to be inside and not getting absolutely lashed on? Yeah, I am, yeah. But, um, you know, can't complain. We've had enough, uh, we've had enough days where we've been dying to come to places like this so a bit of rain never hurt anyone indeed it, it nearly hit me earlier yeah it did yeah to be fair and, and all of us uh, so Ghost we'll start with you then Liverpool 2-0 ahead from the first game last week at, uh, at Anfield and according to a lot of people who aren't really uh, paying much attention this is going to be straightforward it's not though is it I don't know, you know. Um, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold referenced it yesterday in the press conference saying that Liverpool tend not to do it the easier way when they get to the Champions League semi-final stages. You look at the chaos that was the two legs against Roma. Um, what score did that even finish on? 7-6. Seven, 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 six. Seven, six, yeah. uh, the Barcelona iconic 4-0 you know, in order to come back from three goals down in the new camp. But you'd imagine this is going to be a bit more straightforward. Liverpool 2-0 up in control of the tie against a team that they're much stronger than. So... I don't think it's going to be anything nearly as hairy as those two legs. So, fully expecting Liverpool to be professional, handle the atmospheres, only 23,000 in El Madrigal, so it's not going to be a, a real cauldron. Uh, and this Liverpool team have won, they won every game away in the Champions League this season. Yeah. Um, and they've been to Atletico Madrid, Porto, Milan, obviously Benfica, it was quite lively as well, wasn't it? So, Liverpool will know what to do and uh, fully expect them to be, be in the final and then await the winners of Man City Real Madrid. Neil, are you in any way perturbed about what's to come? Um, well, apart from the weather, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just perturbed. Obviously, if they score, if they get the first goal, whenever it comes, Villarreal get the first goal, then obviously it will, it does, it changes things. Obviously, the, there's no away goal as well that in the past you'd be saying Liverpool get an early one and the tie's over, isn't it? And that's not the case now. So I think Liverpool score. That's that's important. So you know, can they avoid conceding three? I think they, I think they can. I think they should be be looking at that. Um, there was a gulf between the two sides. I don't feel like last week. Obviously, Villarreal were criticised unfairly. I thought by certain sections of the media for a sort of a lack of ambition. I don't think it's a lack of ambition. I think it's just golfing quality between Liverpool, Man City, teams like that and, and teams like Villarreal. But we'll see how, how, how big that golf is tonight. Um, you'd expect that they'd, they'd be a little bit more front-footed and a little bit more, I would suggest, aggressive in what they do. But I think Liverpool, as Gorsty says, really, this isn't the Liverpool of old where you think they've got a weak spine and a bit of a, a wobble in them. I think they they back themselves to get a clean sheet and you know, need. James, do you agree with that? I mean, uh, Villarreal beat Bayern Munich in the last round. They beat Juventus the round before that. Uh, notable scalps, and they played it the way that they wanted to play. The interesting thing, I, th- I think, it was was it Caputo who said it? He came after. Yeah. It? It came after the game and said, "Look, we tried to play it a certain way after the first leg." And he said, "Look, it didn't work." 
and uh, Unai Emery said straight after the game and he said it again yesterday that they're going to have to play a completely different way it'll be a different challenge for Liverpool won't it and it'll probably be different to the one that Bayern and Juventus faced because for those games they essentially just played defensive and, and they managed to do that Thanks for that, Neil, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Google Assistant wants to get involved in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Unai I mean, Emery was quite bullish, wasn't he, after the first game in terms of, he said, you know, Liverpool will suffer a lot more in our Madrigal than they did at Anfield that night. And he, he also talked about how we will have to change things tactically. And you know, that's pretty clear, isn't it? They, they, they're going to have to take more risks and be a, more, a lot more ambitious than they were at Anfield. And I just think that will end up playing into Liverpool's hands because I just think there'll be space to exploit on the counter-attack and we know how dangerous this Liverpool team are. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it is just, as long as Liverpool start the game right, then I don't think they'll have too many concerns. I think it, I was there in 2016 when Liverpool obviously lost in the last minute when Moreno went AWOL and... and um, Which Moreno? There's so many of them. <laughs> the Alberto Moreno, that was. The... Um, and was it, who, who scored their goal? Was it Lopez? Yeah, it was Lopez. Lopez, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, Adrian Lopez. Last, last kick of the game, wasn't it? I think the, uh, Suarez set him up. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and, it, and it is a, although it's a small ground, it does create a hell of an atmosphere. And it will, you know, you, listening to their players talk in the last few days, they, 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 they've said, you know, this is the biggest game in Villarreal's history. So, like, everyone inside that stadium tonight's maybe bang up for it. And that's why you just don't want to give them any kind of encouragement early on by, by starting sloppily. And I just, I just think there is, you know, as Neil said, such a gulf between the two teams at Anfield that I, I just, I don't, Liverpool would have to perform so poorly, I think, tonight for, to not go through because I, I think even, even a relatively average Liverpool performance would be too good for them. And it, people were definitely harsh about Villarreal after the first game because I just thought Liverpool were absolutely immense on the night. I don't think it was. Villarreal were just negative and didn't I, I turn think, I think it would be a bigger shock if Villarreal was to turn it around than Liverpool Barca well it would and be it, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. A, big, yeah, it's it a big head achievement yeah. Emery said that Emery tonight, said yeah. that didn't he said if for us to win it after have to be a combat no one, the likes of yeah. which no one's ever seen yeah, before I, th- I think that it's a bigger it's a bigger task for them tonight to overcome this against Liverpool than it was for Liverpool against Barcelona 2019 Ghosty I mean the, the, Neil mentioned it just before the lack of the away goals rule now that does mean that winning 2-0 at home isn't quite as good as it, as it previously would have been especially if you then score away from home very early on it says, but you look at that you look at the, the you know what the, the James mentioned the what the atmosphere is going to be like I mean I was there in 2005 when Everton played against Villarreal and Kalina decided you know to not help Everton through to the next round shall we say to the group stages and the atmosphere then was tremendous then and that was what was that 17 years ago so I think they got the following season is when they got to the semi-final, wasn't it? Where they, yeah, they played Arsenal the last yeah. year. So sorry, was that season? Yeah, it was that. So it was the following year. Yeah. So since then, I mean, they won the Europa League last year, playing a certain way. United couldn't cope with it, although United then beat them home and away in the in the group stage this year. And I think they got beat by Chelsea, wasn't it, in the uh, the Super Cup on penalties? So yeah. they've already lost to a couple of English teams this season. But look at the weather as well. There are these certain factors that are going to help Villarreal in a way that perhaps Liverpool weren't helped in the first game? Possibly, yeah. And Pau Torres, the, the defender for Villarreal, was calling this the biggest game in, in their history, which it is, isn't it? If you compare it to the only other one is, is, is that Arsenal game that you mentioned. and um, I think that was a, probably a better Villarreal team, to be honest. They had the likes of Raquel May and um, 
Yeah. Nee Hart. Nee Hart, yeah. He was, he was the lad who played in Spain in midfield. Paula played. Paula yeah. played against Everton, that's right, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It's got a, it's Mar- Marcos uh, midfield. Oh, uh, Senna. Senna. Yeah, Senna, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I think <clears throat> the Villarreal team is not as good as that one. The Liverpool team at the moment, the only team, other team you compare them with would be Manchester City in, in terms of the entire world. So you'd imagine Liverpool, with Klopp making five changes, for the game against Newcastle, you'd imagine like a Fabinho, Salah, Thiago, they're all going to return, are they? Um, so if Liverpool look after themselves, then it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, as you say, it will be a, a good atmosphere for what is a relatively small, capacity crowd, but I just don't really feel Liverpool going anywhere now, do you? And, and crumble under the spotlight of, of an intense away atmosphere. It, it, seem to manage it as a matter of routine. You know, you look at the, the season you've gone to Goodison Park and Old Trafford and, and absolutely hammered both of them on the site. Saturday, Saturday there, for example, mm. yeah. So um, I don't think that'll be too much of a, a concern for Liverpool. I just think if, if they're professional, um, treat the game with the respect it deserves, treat the occasion with the respect it deserves, I can't see anything other than Liverpool getting to the final. Neil, uh, Liverpool haven't won any of the last five away uh, European Cup semi-final away legs. To be fair, that that is quite a specific statistic. <laughs> and the last, yeah, yeah, very specific. Let's go back to and, well, well, I was going to say because they played, they played Barcelona and got beat three 0 They got beat four two at Roma. They got beat three two at Chelsea. Uh, they got beat Chelsea, one nil yeah. at Chelsea. Yeah. They drew nil nil with Chelsea. The last one they won was in 1985. Panathinaikos. Yeah. Even then, they were four nil up from the first game. Yeah. But the point. Yeah, yeah, the only that's it, yeah. yeah. But that was one where they played the first game at home, and admittedly it was against Chelsea, who was significantly better than Villarreal. Yeah. No, that was it. It was it. It was the Reese's own goal at the last minute. So I get that was kind of an impact of an away goal. But you know, as we mentioned before, that's not going to be have any influence on this one. But is there a sense that? Even though Liverpool are playing so well and Villarreal are obviously going to play better than they did in the first game, the, do you worry there is that kind of sense of slight sense of complacency, or is it difference because, or is it Liverpool having that kind of positive arrogance that they know they can go to yeah. places like this and win? No, I don't think there is. The complacency is taken out by the team selection against Newcastle on Saturday, isn't it? There's no complacency if he's if he's resting Fabinho, Trent, Trent mm. Thiago, Salah, Salah. You know, I mean, there's a case of Jota or Diaz, you know, one of them will miss out, obviously. Um, so, I don't, I don't think the complacency is there. I, I'm, but I think the other thing is, in the past, you know, I, I, I wouldn't know the bench that they had in, in both the the Barcelona and the Roma games. And I'm sure the bench in the Chelsea games was not particularly strong. But they've got five subs now, so even if it, yeah. even if they have a dodgy first hour and it's nil nil or whatever, they've probably got three players that they can bring on on the hour to just change the course of it, either shore it up or, or go and chase it and, and put the game to bed. So I don't I don't have I don't have any fears about just know lost James to a fall. We're off to a bad start here, Liverpool fans. James has picked up an ACL. Um, but no, I think they just got the they've got the tools in, in the shed really to, to whatever the situation whether it's you know go and win it early go and hold on go and see it out make it ugly go and change off the bench they've got, they've got all the tools so you know, it's hard to I know it, it can be confused you know, with the confidence that we're all suggesting that we're going to go through it can be confused with complacency I don't think it is I think it's just logic do you agree with that James? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that even I mean, you pluck out that stat about not winning European semi-away mm. ties, but I think Liverpool have, have have never won the first leg of a European tie two 0 and then gone out. That's right. Fifteen times it's happened yeah. in the last year. Home and then I think the only time you have to go back to the when the the, the dodgy ref against Inter Milan yeah. didn't he? for the last time they actually won was that 3-1 at Anfield yeah. and, and then lost so it's that, that shows you what Villarreal are up against and then when you throw into that as well as Neil said I think the way that Klopp has rotated and handled the squad you know even, even that's just not a concern tonight the fact you're bringing back half of your first choice lineup, who are fresh having not not, not, you know, not, not played more than 20 minutes at at St James's Park last Saturday so um... it's interesting what Neil said about the five substitutions though because both I think it was the Inter Milan coach Inzaghi and the Benfica coach whose name I've forgotten already him yeah they both said that certainly the away games the difference partly was is that when they got a bit tired Liverpool just brought on three or four yeah. players who were exact or of almost the same standard the players that replaced them and that's the, the kind of strength in depth that you know as Neil suggested we've all said is that they've not had in the past yeah yeah because there's been a few of those European games isn't there? away games this season when Liverpool have had tough spells and they've had to really dig in but then you know, the, you know how many times in the past have you looked at a Liverpool team sheet and thought well if they're going to do the business today it'll have to be the 11 yeah. that are starting because there isn't much there that you'd be you'd be calling upon, and then it, it's obviously so so different this time around. And he's yeah, obviously he's, he's used that five substitutes thing. You know, I think probably at least twice has he made a triple change, yeah. like on the hour. Well, what and just, four, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Well, the, the Inter game is the perfect example of that, isn't it? You know, Inter yeah. had a really good spell in the second half, 15, 20 minutes, and then Klopp rolls on for Firmino, was it? And, Diaz. Diaz, yeah, and the pool yeah, went 2 completely transformed. Yeah, just blew, blew teams away, especially when they're tiring. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I just think when, when you look at it, I'm sure we'll come on to what, what we think he'll do, first choice lineup and stuff, but yeah, I, I just I, I don't see Villarreal having it anywhere near enough tonight to, to really cause Liverpool too many problems. Of course, it was interesting, Emery said uh, yesterday, and he said that the best player on the pitch last week was Thiago and Fabinho wasn't too far behind they both put in world class performances it's just the midfield again is going to be probably where it, not so much where it's going to be won or lost but if Liverpool can get control of that straight away like they did in the first game then it's going to be very difficult isn't it for, for Villarreal and they, to, to kind of gain any, any momentum and if you look at the thing how many clean sheets is that now for Liverpool? 20, 20 yeah in the league isn't it yeah so that's kind of that's helped as the defence for all the talk of the high line and Alisson playing really well they just don't get many shots against them because the, the, the opposing team are kept so far away because the control that Liverpool have got now in midfield yeah well that's it well, Liverpool, <clears throat> they make the pitch more though. they push onto the halfway line and then the midfielders buzz about and press left and right so the, the opposition team don't have much space to work in um, it'll be interesting to see if Dan Juma's fit um, not sure whether he'll play uh, Chuck Weezy is it um, he didn't start against Bayern Munich did he come off the bench and scored the all-important goal started last week just couldn't get out could he um, there's, there's plenty of pace between those two to cause problems on the counter-attack but Liverpool was just so professional and just nullifying that just just, just pressing all over the place he never never gave Villarreal a chance to get out and the cell so did about as well as could be expected but just found himself suffocated by Liverpool's midfield Thiago was superb I think Thiago's just been for six yeah. weeks, two months, two and a half months. Um, pretty much since he come back from that injury in what was in the middle of January. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, you know, Villarreal have got decent players. They've done really well to, you know, beat Bayern Munich and Juventus. But they were kind of they had, a, they had a game plan that they stuck to and it worked for them. But I just can't see Liverpool falling into that trap in the same way that Bayern Munich did. Bayern Munich were terrible in, in that second leg. Didn't yeah. create anything at all, and then yeah. got stung later. They're both giants in decline as well, aren't they? Yeah. Certainly, yeah. in terms of the team. Certainly, events, yeah. Do you feel as though for the, with the buying game, certainly for them, because they had, they knew they were going to win their league, and this has happened quite a few times mm. to buy in the last couple of years. Is about the season, but they won it obviously. Is that the kind of the intensity falls away when it comes up to these big Paris games? Well, Paris Saint Germain are the same as well. Obviously, this isn't going to be a problem for Liverpool, and I know Black was sat here trying to think of reasons for Liverpool to be fearful of this game or you know concerns yeah. or anything like that. For Liverpool, there's some sense that this almost isn't the biggest game of the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But for Villarreal, it's like as we I'm mentioned, not, it's the biggest game in years. Don't, don't forget, Liverpool can lose. Liverpool lose two one or one 0 yeah. and they did it yeah. into Milan, and Klopp said, I think. It was a Peter Kravitz quote. He said, "Make sure your the games you lose should be the ones you the you right can, games. Yeah, yeah, the right yeah. game. I mean, so to Liverpool, you know, they still got a margin for error, even if even if something does go wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm almost at bet an awful lot of money that Liverpool score tonight. Mm. You know, I don't think they're not going to score. So, I'd say keep going back to it. Are they, are they good enough to stop Villarreal scoring three? Yeah, even if Gerard Moreno." Looks like he's back to Neil or certainly going to be in the squad. Mm. I mean, they're top scorer. I know he's important to them. Um, but yeah, this just and, I, and like you say, they've got Tottenham. With Tottenham on Saturday, they're, they're in the rhythm of just playing these intense games. Almost sometimes this game might feel like a sort of a respite for them in a, in, a, in, a, in a strange way. You know, Newcastle on Saturday was an incredibly important one, and I thought they played brilliantly at Newcastle. Like, you know, I think. When you consider when you consider they made all the changes as well, yeah, like James Miller, James Miller coming in, Joe Gomez yeah, coming in. As I say, Miller not started the league game since January. Gomez obviously coming in, um, no Salah in, in the side. So there was, there was a lot of reasons for Liverpool to struggle in that game. And, you know, you say they won at one 0 and I heard there was a couple of people. I, I don't know who, who it was. I heard saying that they weren't at the best. Sort of dismissively, you know, like Liverpool. I yeah, I were, saw that. I, I, thought, I, I saw that. I thought, they, I thought they were really good. Yeah, I, thought I thought it was one of the best performances of the season. season. Yeah. Yeah, they had a, a chance on goal. It was the lowest expected goals at home all season, something like that. Um, so they're just in a they're in a good rhythm, and yeah, like, you know, it come back to logic again. But Villarreal is well, seventh, sixth, seventh in the Liga. Liverpool are going for the quadruple. They're good enough to go and win. Never mind, you know, see the yeah. job. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Because you would need probably Villarreal to play one of the best games of their lives, and as you mentioned before, Liverpool not just one or two players, but you're looking at five or six to have poor games, and then Klopp to somehow not recognise that they're having poor games and not replace them with players of not sometimes some of them not quite yeah. the same standard, but near enough. This is good back to the substitutions thing. Yeah, and then you're thinking, well, when was the last time that happened? When was the last time? Six or seven players did have an off night, and you know, yeah. Leicester, Leicester, like, well, yeah, into yeah. Milan, but that was a much changed team. Yeah, and to be fair, yeah, and also yeah. they could easily they had yeah, the post, post time, yeah. Times, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I, I don't have any fears on on that front. And you know, as impressive as it was, Villarreal knocking out Bayern as well. They, they only had two shots on target across three hours of football against Well that's Bayern. what makes me think and they're going to have to well they are going to have to play a different way and they've not been able, they've not had a chance to even show that they've had to do that so mm-hmm. this will be something different for Liverpool to cope with because they can't go and have a look at the analysis because 
unless Villarreal play exactly the same way and pray for to go on the counter attack or get set pieces or whatever, I, have I you. just think that's this, not going to happen, is it? No, I mean this Liverpool team got so much big game experience as well. It's not like they're going to be no no one's going to be you know flapping or caught out by Villarreal's approach, regardless of what Unai Emery does. And you know, obviously he's got a fantastic record in European competition, but no, it's just I just don't see what Villarreal what he can change from the first leg that all that will cause an issue and even you know, like we talk about you know, it's, it's such a big game but every single game for Liverpool has been huge for months now like it doesn't even really feel to me like a Champions League no, semi-final no. second leg mm. because it's like is, is this really any bigger than it doesn't really feel any bigger than Tottenham yeah. or Newcastle last week or you yeah, know, the, the week yeah. before that or Everton or Man United or Man City like every so, yeah. and I think the players are just in that mindset at the moment it was like listening to Trent yesterday at the press conference and he was asked about you know, is there any element of fear and it's like well you know, well, no. But, you know, why would there be fear? Because you know, we're we're used to this. This is like, you know, and they built up this incredible momentum that you, you just think, what? I, I, nothing, nothing suggests to me that there's going to be anything to concern them tonight. And even if there is in game, I just think they've got that much maturity and experience as a collective group that they can fix it within the game. Even you know, whether that's fixing it themselves or Klopp fixing it himself with the changes he makes. So, no, I'm not worried. Can I just ask, are you crouching or are you actually sat on that sofa? Because I, I think the, put, the, perce- the percentage of James's posterior that is on that couch is very not, low. Not great for a podcast, is Well, I know, but I just need to add a bit of colour to it. You know, <laughs> got the rain and everything. Yeah. Uh, just one thing before we go on to what we're thinking of the teams tonight. Mm. Just ask about Mo Salah. He got named Footballer of the Year. Do you believe that to be a deserved reward for him? I do. Um, I mean, I've seen some suggestions that perhaps he didn't deserve it, but I just think sometimes people are... People's opinions are coloured by what's happened in the last 15, 20 minutes, aren't they? <laughs> you go back to the autumn and, and the winter, and he was the best player in the world, then man, the best player in England. Um, obviously, slowed down in terms of the number of goals he's been scoring, but other than that, he hasn't really been too far off the boil. As you look at him when he, he came on the other day against Newcastle, and he could have had a trick in five minutes, and his first pass was outside the foot, 30 yards to put, was it Diaz through? Diaz he's, yeah, there. he's. I can't really think of too many other contenders, if, if I'm honest, for me he's been head and shoulders above for a large parts of the season. Was Guardiola just being Guardiola with his comments, <laughs> being yeah. a bit, being a bit Typically sarcastic, kind of yeah. passive-aggressive, sarcastic and ironic and whatever else, which um, you can get away with because you can't convey that tone in the written word, um, so unless you see him on video, he's, <laughs> it just looks like he's being magnanimous, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean... With, with, with Guardiola and, and City they always seem to have a little beard and a bonnet over who wins these individual awards I mean I don't think Liverpool certainly Klopp he'd be too interested didn't Diaz win it last year and Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz yeah. 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 Um, yeah not Lewis Diaz yeah. Yeah. De Bruyne won one the year before yeah. I think didn't he? Yeah. yeah so they're, yeah. They're, you know, they're winning the, the first year I think that's just a kind of a deep rooted thing at City isn't it where they don't feel as though they're getting enough mm. acknowledgement for what they're doing whereas I don't think that's the case at all uh, Neil Salah then do you think he's was he, do you, have you think never mind the, the football of the year in the Premier League has he been Liverpool's best player this year yeah, yeah. it was a competitive field yeah but yeah. you look at the 30 goals 30 yeah. goals most assists or joint most assists with Trent um, yeah I think without him I don't think Liverpool will be in, in the hunt for the quadruple um, at this stage anyway of course he says really I think people are it's always the other way around, isn't it? It always feels like the, the, the PFA Player of the Year feels like the one that was at the best sort of sort of December, January when the voting starts getting mm. 
carried out. And then everyone sort of says, "Ah, oh, really?" And I, I always felt like the, the football of the year one was. I, I often think it could, well, I've seen it happen many a times. Cop Park would be the best example of it, where it, it feels like the sort of people are trying to be contrarian, sort of say. Declan Rice, it's also, Declan Rice yeah, third, and it's I mean that's absurd. I think the football right, the football writers want is because purely because a lot of football writers are based in London, they see a lot of the London-based yeah, players. That that that's. I think they read. I think they read the mood as well and think yeah. well, he's going to win the PFA Player of the Year. What's the point in us sort of giving? You know, it's the obvious candidate. Let's let's be a bit different. But well, Salah got forty-eight percent of the vote, so it's it's not as if it was close. You couldn't have argued that a few players as Player of the Year. To be honest, you know, let's 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 be fair. You couldn't if someone said to you, I don't know, Gio Cancelo was Player of the Year. You'd say, well, yeah, you know, mm. he's, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? I'd have argued that. Virgil Van Dijk, Player of the Year, or Trent, mm. or you know. Whoever. Salah deserved it. I voted yeah. for Salah, and um, oh, you, you remember? Yeah, you, you fully paid it. Remember, we just um, float around. And yeah, the um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like. I, I just our wage isn't big. Enough. I saw a few people recently saying that that Sadio Mane, you know, would, should should you know should be either win it or should be a very and he has been brilliant, Mane, for the last three months. Yeah. But I think you know, when you when you judge it going back to August between then and now, then Salah for me. Was like the clear winner, and and, and like it'd be, it will be interesting when they when obviously the PFA awards come up and they do the PFA team of the year. It'd be interesting to see how many Liverpool do actually have in that because yeah. I mean you could make strong claims probably what should be probably seven minimum. You could probably argue for nine or ten. I think it's just going to be City and Liverpool see the team. I can't see but I don't see how anyone else from any other club. It's going to be no, it. Tottenham, Son maybe, but then he's only come good yeah. in the last couple of. I know yeah, he's Ronaldo, been. You know, Ronaldo, I don't. You might get it. You might get it. The votes of the sort of awestruck players, but mm. you know, I know he's, he's got a lot of goals, hasn't he now in total? But well, I'd certainly have the Liverpool back five. I don't know how you could leave out yeah, any Cancelo would potentially getting, couldn't he? De Bruyne Diaz again. De Bruyne centre back. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not Bino would have to be in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you think you think maybe can't make a case for, for the Chelsea player? I'm trying to think. No, anyone no, no, I don't. I can't see one. Not Bernard, no. Lukaku. No, Lukaku. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like he was. Mendy. People, people stop taking bets on him being top scorer when he scored on his debut. Lukaku. What's he got? Six. What about Mendy? Chelsea keeper. <coughs> no. No, not for me. Alisson. for me. Right, well, speaking of Alisson, we'll then go on to what we think the team might be tonight. Start with you, Goal, Steve. Uh, we all said Alisson and Goal, yeah. I mean, what do you... It'd be a big surprise if he wasn't. Yeah, um, I mean, I expect, defensively. expect Canate to start, but for me, I think I'd be possibly putting in Matter. Uh, there's not much to kind of choose from in terms of individually, but I don't know whether it's just me overthinking this, but Liverpool just seem to keep more clean sheets when it's Matter than Van Dijk. Maybe they're just a bit more attuned to... Playing the high line, I don't know, but um, I'd, be, I'd be starting matter. I'd go with Canate, I must admit. James? Canate, yeah, I thought he was great in the first leg last week. And, yeah, I just think that seems to have been the policy, doesn't it, of rotating and not overburdening Matic yeah. with game time. So, so yeah, Canate alongside Van Dijk. Neil, would you go Canate? And if so, um, do you think it might be because... Liverpool don't need the Matip stepping out into midfield because they don't need yeah. to break these down and Canati's got a bit of pace about yeah, it. Yeah, I think Matip will play Saturday yeah. against Tottenham as well, so that might feed a little bit of it. You know, you know, you know, he's going to play that game, and Canati will play this one. Um, I don't see any other changes to the usual back five. What about midfield then? 
Yeah, well, Fabinho and Thiago start. I think the only question is Cater or, or Jordan. There's the third. Um, or Milner after one of the last performances on Saturday. Um, well, Jordan got the rest and he, he, got, he got taken off sort of half an hour, 20 minutes to go. So I think he might get the nod tonight. And maybe that will be partly down to the sort of to, to allay any. Any fears of you know making sure that they start the game in the right right yeah. manner and you know set the right tone from the off, you know he done that brilliantly. Um, I thought it was the Everton game, wasn't it? Second half when commanded new yeah yeah so yeah yeah came on and that's and right yeah really sort yeah. of made sure that he kept a stand. Yeah, Liverpool missed that actually first half because yeah, he'd done yeah. really well against United from the first yeah, whistle. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I think he might get the same same role there, as captain you know captain's role and then. If he has to go off on an hour and you bring on a Cater or a Milner or a Curtis Jones or whatever, if it's Curtis Jones, you can assume I think maybe Liverpool are in a pretty strong yeah. position. So, yeah, I think it'll be Jordan in midfield. James? Yeah, Henderson with Thiago and Fabinho. For the, for the reasons Neil's just mentioned about Henderson, I'd, I'd start Henderson Saturday and I'd play Cater tonight. I think Liverpool are comfortable enough to play Cater with Thiago and Fabinho and that'll create enough enough kind of solidity um, and then keep Henderson for that massive game Saturday night I'd start Henderson and Neil start with the forward line then I mean I'm going to go with Diaz, Salah, yeah, Mane for me Diaz I, I don't I think he's just in the, in the I thought Jota was really good on Saturday uh, like much better all round game yeah. than, than he's, he's shown in the but how many assists was that like a second or third assist was it, yeah. I mean yeah. he should have had a couple of goals himself yeah. I, thought he, yeah. I thought his holder play was a lot better and he, he was dangerous and you know outside of the box as well as in um, but I, I just don't see I think you need Diaz I think just his, his positivity and his energy and his ability to go past players is just is right up there and he, he looks I, mean, I know Benfica was a bit of a special case for him but he looks like he sort of quite likes that bit of needle and atmosphere and it, it doesn't look like he'd be cowed by it so I'd have Diaz in with Salah Mane James? Yeah fully on board with that Thursday. I'm going to start Jota um, he's been so contrary, oh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been he's been too too long. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, I just think Jota. Um, I just kind of feel he's, he's going to pop up with a, a yeah, goal. He, he, he to be honest, you could make that case with Jota that he's just the sort of person who just kills the time in the first yeah, five yeah. minutes with yeah, a one chance goal. Little you know. or something, yeah. Just um, bumbles his way through. <laughs> um, start Mane and keep Diaz for Saturday. Score then. Last James first. He's getting distracted very easily here. Um, I think it'll be two-one Liverpool tonight. I think the same as the first. I think it'll be two-nil. I think it'll be two-all because I just think it's going to be one of those where they'll, they'll never really, they'll never really be in trouble. But they'll always that kind of like you know mm. why would like Villarreal, why would Villarreal not make a massive go? It's their big chance. So I, I, you know they've got this far, so they, I think they'll make a big deal of it. I'm with Neil. I just think Liverpool are too strong and too clever at this stage to be. Be fooled and fall for anything, so I think 2 0. And that's it. And I can give you a weather update, and it is still raining. Bye. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.